an intentional tort is a category of torts that describes a civil wrong resulting from an intentional act on the part of the tortfeasor, alleged wrongdoer. The term negligence, on the other hand, pertains to a tort that simply results from the failure of the tortfeasor to take sufficient care in fulfilling a duty owed, while strict liability torts refers to situations where a party is liable for injuries, no matter what precautions were taken. Why intentional torts are different. As a matter of public policy, damages available for intentional torts tend to be broader and more generous than for negligent torts. To preserve individual well-being and overall social welfare, society generally wishes to deter its members from intentionally attacking each other. For example, in the United States, it is easier to get punitive damages, damages above and beyond compensatory damages, if one can prove that the tort was intentional. It is harder to prove intentional torts, because as with many felony crimes, one must prove subjective elements involving the content of the defendant's mind, and defendants do not always express their harmful intent out loud or in writing. How to tell the difference? The key difference between intentional torts and negligent torts is that the plaintiff must prove the additional element that the defendant acted with a specific intent to perform, for example, acted with a mental state of intentionally performing the act that was the proximate cause of the plaintiff's injuries, so-called malice. The concept of intention in the intentional torts does not require the defendants know that their acts will result in harm to the plaintiffs. Defendants must know only that their acts will result in certain consequences. Under doctrines such as transferred intent, the plaintiff need not always prove that the defendant acted with the intent to bring about the specific injury that actually occurred. Not every intentional action qualifies as an intentional tort. Suppose an investor holding more than half of a corporation's stock votes on changes the other stockholders find detrimental. If the other stockholders suffer damages as a result, this is not a tort, in the majority of jurisdictions, as the powerful investor had a right to vote whichever way he liked. Thus, the other stockholders cannot sue the aforementioned investor for damages. California is the notable exception to this rule, at least as to closely held corporations. If, however, John Doe physically attacks a passerby in the street, John is liable for these costs, as he is guilty of the tort of battery. Actual damages are not required for a prima facie case of battery. To successfully sue a defendant liable for an intentional tort, the plaintiff must prove that the defendant performed the action leading to the damages the plaintiff alleges, and that the defendant acted with purpose. Or that he had knowledge with substantial certainty that an act would result in a tortious result. A famous case in the 1800s involved a hemophiliac child, Bosberg, who was kicked by another child, Putney, at school, resulting in severe disability of the leg. Although the kicker could not have reasonably foreseen that the kick would cause severe disability, he certainly could have foreseen that it would cause discomfort and was found liable. For example, a plaintiff attempting to prove that a defendant committed the intentional tort of battery must fulfill several elements. Intent, an act, cause, and harmful or offensive contact. Here intent means either purpose or knowledge with substantial certainty, as elucidated in Garrett v. Daly. Cause in an intentional tort need only be actual cause, that is, but for the defendant's action, the tortious result would not have occurred. The plaintiff need not allege or prove proximate cause, which would indicate that the result of the defendant's actions was reasonably foreseeable. Common law intentional torts include the following. Assault. Battery. Conversion. False imprisonment. Trespass to land. Trespass to chattels, personal property, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. An assault is the immediate intentional creation of apprehension of another without consent or privilege. A battery is the intentional harmful or offensive touching of another without consent or privilege. A conversion is the intentional exercise of dominion and control of another's property without their consent or privilege. False imprisonment is the intent to confine or bound someone without a means of egress. 
Trespass to land is the intentional interference with the land of another without consent or privilege. Trespass to chattel is the intentional interference with the personal property of another without consent or privilege. Property torts. Property torts are a specific class of intentional torts that arise when the right invaded is a property right, rather than a personal right. Land is taken from someone, and they didn't know it was theirs because it was passed down. These include trespass to land, entering someone's land without permission, trespass to chattels, handling items owned by another without permission, and conversion, taking possession of someone else's property with the intent not to return it. Some older, and largely obsolete, property law concepts include detinue, replevin, and trover. Dignitary torts. Dignitary torts are the class of intentional tort, including slander and libel, that arise when the right invaded involves the reputation or privacy of the individual claiming industry. Insurability. Generally, intentional torts are uninsurable as a matter of public policy, meaning that tortfeasors guilty of such torts must pay damages out of their own pocket if they have any money worth going after. Otherwise, professional criminals could obtain liability insurance to insure against the risk of being caught and prosecuted by the state or sued in civil actions by their victims. Of course this rule has not stopped criminals from attempting to litigate whether particular intentional torts are not really intentional, meaning that their liability insurers would have a duty to defend and indemnify them. The Supreme Court of California forcefully shot down one such attempt. California Insurance Code Section 533 precludes coverage in this case because child molestation is always intentional, it is always wrongful, and it is always harmful. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The content of this podcast was last edited on March 29, 2020. Hi, this is Annie from Avoir Simone. You're listening to a Creative Commons licensed podcast.